So you mentioned mm-hmm. Courtney DeWalter. And so I have to make my really lame proclamation here of the one and only time I ever beat her at something. Oh, I got to hear this. What's, <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah. What's okay. It's so insignificant. I just learned about this the other day, actually through a Facebook memory. In 2014, I won the Trail Runner Magazine Trophy Series and Courtney was second. No. <laughs> that's, okay, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Hey, I'll claim that. I think I would I'd print that out, like frame it, you know, and just have it. Yes. You should have it up on the wall behind you with, you know, your name no highlighted kidding. and then Courtney underlined under. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to episode 105 of the Run the Riot podcast. Today, we visit with Miss Mindy Kuhlman. Mindy is a strong runner. Uh, she's a dietitian in Nebraska, and uh, man, she's got a She's got a pretty awesome ultra running resume. You need to check that out on Ultra Sign Up. But uh, man, we have a really good conversation. I enjoyed getting to know her. Um, we had fun talking about some of the mistakes that she made when she got into ultra running and uh, the lessons that she learned. And we dive into all the ups and downs of health and ultra running and and uh, how she's even battling uh, uh, coming back from a heat born from heat illness. Yeah, heat illness. Yeah. And of course, since she's a dietitian, we talk a little bit about nutrition, but uh, man, just a fun conversation. And uh, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. But before we get started, of course, we've got to talk about our sponsors. First of all, you need to check out the Full Moon 50K. You know, it's cold right now, but summer is going to be coming and you're going to be looking for some races to train up for some longer races. Full Moon 50K is awesome. Uh, it's in Perryville, Arkansas, and it's at night. It's July 16th and 17th and because it, it's hot. You got to do it at night. So there's a 25K, a 50K, and they're adding a 50 miler this year. Uh, so check it out. Go to fullmoon50k.com, especially if you're doing Arkansas Traveler because it's got the same start finish. Um, you need to check that out. Proceeds from this race, as well as all donations, are going to go to the Arkansas Ultra Running Cross Country Fund and the Logan Wilcoxon Memorial Fund. And uh, those are both great things to give to. Arkansas Ultra Running Cross Country Fund helps cross-country teams fund equipment purchases in areas with a large concentration of low-income students. And the Logan Wilcoxon Memorial Fund benefits the Arkansas chapter of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So check that out. The race directors are awesome. And so, yeah, check out fullmoon50k.com. Also, we're brought to you by the Outlaw Race Series. You hear me talk about it all the time. Uh, We're going to talk about some of those races in today's podcast. Uh, You need to check them out. There's the Flat Rock Triple Crown, uh, the Lake McMurtry Run, the Greater Roadrunner Trail Run at Roman Nose State Park in Watonga. That's a new one. Uh, Flower Moon in May. I'll be there. Dark and Dirty in Wilburton, Thunderbird in Norman, and the Outlaw 100 with distances from 135 all the way down to 5K. Jeremy and Alicia put on awesome races. You will not be disappointed. Check them out. We're also brought to you by Exoskin. Uh, great products made in the USA. I love their shorts. They keep you from chafing and they don't stink <laughs> after 100 miles. Uh, I love the exo toes. They keep my feet happy, keep my toes from getting blisters. Um, they also make regular socks, calf sleeves, arm sleeves, all the things. Go to www.exoskin.us and use the code RUNTHERIOT for a discount. And if you order their products and you try them out, that you don't like them, you send them back within 30 days and there's a money back guarantee. So check it out all right uh and we're also brought to you by runner's world tulsa 
www.runnersworldtulsa.com. If you're coming through Tulsa, you're from the area, you need something for running, check them out. Um, a, there's a lot of experience uh, in in the, the the people that run the store that work at the store. Man, you need anything, uh, they can get it for you. They can help you with it. You got questions, they can help you. Uh, you need shoes, socks, packs, nutrition, clothes, whatever. Uh, they've got it, and if they don't have it, they can get it for you. So uh, check out www.runnersworldtulsa.com. All right, well let's get started and let's have a visit with Miss Mindy Kuhlman. Hey, Mindy, what's going on? Oh, just excited to sit with you and share some of my experiences about ultra running. All right. Well, I was looking at your ultra sign up and uh, we got a lot to talk about. So we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we need to start because I don't I don't know a whole lot about you, you know, except that you run really fast and you've got a lot of races that you've done. And so, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about uh, you're in Nebraska right now, right? Yes, that's correct. So I actually started ultra running in Kansas City. I lived down in that area for about 10 years. Okay. And it was actually the last two years that I was living there that I got into trail running. Okay. And joined up with the trail nerds of Kansas City. Nice. And ultimately ended up in Omaha, Nebraska, where I joined in with the goats. And of course, I hear a lot of people say, well, how do you train for stuff, you know, in the mountains or wherever it might be that I would go. And we have Hitchcock nature center. So if, you know, if people are familiar with the Hitchcock experience, yep, that's in the less Hills in Iowa and happened to be a hill formation. That's pretty significant. And huh. yeah, so we are very fortunate to have that. And actually we have quite a few trail systems around here. Nice. So Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I had, I had a Ron Reese on the podcast before um, yes. and got to talk all about the fun out there that I had no idea. And I, I need to get out there and um, I need to go run Hitchcock, but um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. And, and I can relate with living in, cause I'm from Louisiana, live in Oklahoma. And then I love to race in the mountains, but it's this tough. <laughs> so, it is. Yes. Yeah. So, so are, where are you, are you from originally from uh, where are you originally from? Syracuse, Nebraska. Okay. Okay. So, got you. Which is about an hour and away away from Omaha, and I left for college and you know spent the time in Kansas City briefly. Yeah. I lived in Florida for an internship, and then came back here ultimately to be closer to family. And now I, of course, love that aspect. But I also have a job here that I absolutely love and I'm very passionate about. I work at Children's Hospital here, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Um, so you, um, did you grow up, uh, running sports in school and stuff? What'd you do? I did not. (laughs) So nothing, nothing at all. Nothing. Nope. So I actually grew up with horses. Okay. So I grew up riding and I mean, if I wasn't busy with something, if I had spare time, I was going to be on my horse. Ah, Yeah. What kind of riding did you do? Like barrel racing or. I did some of that, but primarily we just rode the countryside and through the woods and on trails and I don't use saddles. I've ridden bareback my entire life. And okay. (laughs) That's, that's, that's kind of, okay. I I grew up, we, 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 you know, we had horses, we did some trail rides and all that, but I've, I've never ridden bareback 
Yeah. <laughs> <So> just, just, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I can also come back to it and relate to how it has actually helped me in my running um, trail life. But I went to college and initially I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska, and I was there mm. for a couple of years and I did the typical freshman 15. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I actually just started running just so that I could lose that freshman 15 and it worked. And then I heard about marathons. Of course, I didn't know anything. So yeah. when someone asked me how far it was, I said, oh, this marathon is 26.2 miles. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not, it's not a 5k marathon or a 10k. Yeah. So I really just didn't know anything. And, you know, obviously running, it worked for me. I dropped the 15 and I stuck with marathons for the next, uh, I don't know, eight years, I suppose. Yeah. What was your and first marathon? Columbia, Missouri, okay. uh, heart of America. How's that one? Which <laughs> it's considered one of the top five most difficult in the country. <laughs> good way to start. Uh, yes, exactly. Non-mountainous, specifically non-mountainous top five hardest. Yeah, gotcha. For one thing, it's on Labor Day and it's okay. Columbia, Missouri. It's very hot. Yeah. And it happens to be incredibly hilly, which I didn't. No, I didn't know that I should research the course. (laughs) I I didn't know that I should carry nutrition. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I knew nothing. And I trained primarily on rails to trails, flat rails to trails. Okay. Needless to say, I was in over my head. Yeah. How'd that that go for you? How'd how'd it go? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I finished and I, I finished in 438. 47. Okay. And, you know, I felt like that was phenomenal. I was thrilled with it. And years later, I went back and I ran it several years in a row until I ran a time that I was really happy with. I ran a three, 339 or 338 there. Nice. One year, you know, just to kind of redeem that first try. Yeah, we all have a lot of races we'd like to go back and redeem. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So for eight years you're running, you're doing marathons and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, What did you um okay? Well, I I like to ask this question. Your first marathon, you did it. It it was, I mean, is tougher than you know, than what you probably (laughs) thought it was gonna be. How'd your body respond and how did you feel afterwards? You know, I think that I was slow enough. Um I walked some and things like that. Yeah. I recovered relatively quickly, but I didn't understand that that didn't mean a week later, go back out and start training hard again. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually wasn't until about two weeks after that. I really kind of crashed because I didn't give my body the adequate time to rest and recover. Yeah. And it was actually my, my second marathon that I did that I, I chose a wiser course and you know, it took, I don't know, 45 minutes off that time. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And just, I learned so much between then and, and, you know, the first one and that one. So, yeah. So many of us, we just, we get into, you know, racing and you start, did, did you, did you go like for this first one, did you have a training plan? Did you have somebody help you with a training plan? Or are you just kind of nope. like, I'm going to run a lot and I'm going to go run <laughs> A 26.2 marathon. hundred <laughs> percent. So I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, uh, have internet access at home back then. Okay. And I, 
I just, it, that was exactly my thought. If I'm going to run a marathon, I'm going to need to run a lot and put yeah. in a lot of miles. Yeah. And I didn't run a 5k. I didn't run a half marathon. I didn't try anything first. Okay. I just, <laughs> and you know, we, we learned so much over the years of doing this and I didn't know that tapering was a thing. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> so on Saturday, so that, that one being on Labor Day is on a Monday. Yeah. So that Saturday, I remember going out and running 11 miles as hard as I could. <laughs> really, yeah. really smart. <laughs> that, get that last, last speed work semi long run in right before. The right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. What could go wrong? And, you Think- know, now years later, we're doing ultras. That yeah. wouldn't actually be a big deal. Right. Yeah. But then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so your first race was it was a marathon then? Yes. Okay. That, okay. So my, my listeners probably get tired of hearing me say that my first race was a marathon. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was recovering from knee surgery and I said, I want to run a marathon within a year. I had never run anything. And my first race was Baton Rouge marathon. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, but, but I, 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 uh, I, 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 um, I got a little bit of help with training and stuff. So I didn't run 11 miles two days. Yeah. Before. <laughs> yeah. I had no one that I, that I considered an expert or no one that, who I knew had done this before. And yeah. so I just, I don't know. I read about the Lincoln marathon in the newspaper when I still lived in Lincoln yeah. and I had seen it going on the day before. And so I got the paper, read about it. And I thought, well, if I ran a marathon, surely I would stay skinny. <laughs> so- <laughs> That was my concern at that time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I just trained and, and did it. And a lot of that was treadmill too. training. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 That's a huge huge difference. Yeah. And the, and the concrete, you know, the, the asphalt concrete will beat you up. So yes, yes, for sure. So uh, how long ago was that? What what year was that? You said no internet. So you kind of starting to date yourself a little bit because everybody's got internet (laughs) everywhere now. So (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me, let me think about this. So it would have been 17 years ago from 2020, uh, 2003. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm sorry. 2004. Okay. 2004. All right. That's not bad. That's that's not that long ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. But I was a poor college student. So internet was not a priority of course. So yeah. Yeah. Time. Yeah. yeah, It was a little different then. Uh, and so, um, uh, yeah. So you did your first one and then you like, okay, I, I survived. And you know, you started doing other marathons. So for eight years, you, you were, did the road marathons. How, how many, I don't know, how many, how many did you do? And what was your favorite? Um, well, heart of America is still my favorite. Okay. It is very hard. It has the challenges of, uh, the weather and the Hills and those things, but it has the most similar feel to a, a trail race Yeah. that, it's a small field, the camaraderie, yeah. the, you know, sadistic mentality of those who want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've done Boston a couple of times. Obviously those were very memorable and yeah. super cool to go do. Um, I kind of started trailing off the marathons when I was, I think I was around 25 of them yeah. that I had done. And okay. I had started doing, uh, the 50 States marathon club thing. Yeah. I think I got 20 states knocked off and then I just, my interests changed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Now I think I've done a total of maybe 30 or 31. Okay. No, so, that's, but it's been a while. <laughs> you, change, you, you probably did like, like a lot of us do, you change your mindset and you start using um, marathons to um, as training for, yes. for ultra marathons. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh-huh. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I've got a, that's my, yeah. For the last, I don't know, since 2013, a lot of my marathons are just their training, training races. So, Hey, yeah. so, so, uh, you got into Boston. How'd you like, uh, how'd you like Boston? pretty cool there were huh? too many people it was yeah. cool but there were so <laughs> many people <laughs> yeah, i know it's different it's it's a different experience yeah it really is so what i always say to anyone because i have that i get that question a lot and mm-hmm. especially people who know that i love running 100 milers and those things yeah and i say if you ever get into boston you go yeah yeah. It's worth it. It's worth the experience. It's worth the feelings of, of being there at Hopkinton and, and all those things. So yeah. it was super cool. Yeah. What you, what uh, years did you run it? 2009 and 2012. Okay. All right. I did it in uh 15 and uh, I did, I, I, I knew about Boston, but it was like, I'm running with a friend and uh, you know, he was talking about when you passed the, um, the college, you hear oh, the girls, yes. girls like, what is that noise? And he's like, that, those, those are the girls are like, what? And like, I was clueless. He's like, yeah, you're supposed to kiss them. And I was like, I'm not going to kiss them. You know, it's like, I didn't, <laughs> you know, and uh, so anyway, there was just a lot of first like things I just didn't realize. And it was like 40 degrees and raining. And um, but it uh-huh. was still fun. And I was going to go back. But my mentality is kind of like sounds like yours a little bit. I, I, I got in again and uh, I was going to go. And, uh, just decided I'd rather for the money and everything that it costs, I could go, mm-hmm. I can go hit the mountains a few times and run some hundred milers and stuff. So, yes. um, you know, like, and I tell people the same thing, go do it. It's a great experience. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. And some people love to go back, but the trails keep mm-hmm. calling. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So, so you're doing the road thing, evidently much wiser. What, uh, what, what what's your, <laughs> Uh, Brad, what's your PR? What's your PR on the marathon? 330, 40, I think. Nice. I mean, it was like, I mean, it was something between 30 and 40 seconds over 330. Nice. Awesome. So good. Yeah. And that one was unintentional. Okay. So it happened to be eight. (laughs) It was eight days after my second ultra. Oh, nice. And so (laughs) the ultra was 40 miles. It was free state in Kansas or in uh, Lawrence, Kansas. And I thought going into that marathon, I'm like, I I just did 40 miles eight days ago. There's no way this is going to go well. So I'm not going to look at my watch. I'm not going to push. I'm just going to run. And when I was at mile 25, I looked down at my watch and was just had this moment of like, Oh my gosh, this can't be real. <laughs> I could do a sub three thirty. Well, I looked too late. Yeah. And yeah. I would have had to, you know, run. I think I'd had to do a sub seven or close to a seven minute mile. That last yeah. mile, my math wasn't great at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I didn't quite make it, but yeah, I mean, it was just wild. It also goes to show how, when you don't take off like an idiot, and blow up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. Things yeah. can go well. So yeah, my, yeah. my fastest um uh, marathon was kind of similar. Um, I, I was in the middle of training for a hundred mile. I had been put in all kinds of miles I was training through, and I just went in to have fun and I, I felt good. It was cold, and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna push a little bit and see how it goes. And yeah, PR'd and uh PR BQ'd and all that fun stuff, and it was just, just as Batman. I was just <laughs> oh that's <laughs> It was cool. It was awesome. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, so yeah. yeah. 
so when the pressure's off a lot of times, and but I do, I do think that, um, you know, the, the miles you're putting in for, for ultras and stuff, just kind of prepare you for it. Um, you mm-hmm. know, for the pain cave and you just kind of, I don't know, maybe our pain thresholds higher so that you just don't you just go and don't feel it as much. Yeah. And your yeah. mindset just kind of changes too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not chasing away at every single mile and watching how it ticks by. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet you had, I bet you had just a lot more fun running like that too. So much more fun. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, No pressure, just, just cruising along. And then, yeah, then you PR. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? um, Cause there's a huge, I don't know. uh, There's a huge thing that that we can tap into when we're running Um, just that positivity and that, that uh, I think um, uh, like of Courtney DeWalter a whole lot, because she's just so positive and smiling and, you know, even when she's hurting or whatever, but uh, I don't know. I think there's something that when we tap into it, um, you know, our, our pace picks up and, and we, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. just really good running, running happy, being positive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even when you are in pain and <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. People, so- people, some people understand that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So you mentioned her name, Courtney mm-hmm. DeWalter. And so I have to make my really lame proclamation here of the one and only time I ever beat her at something. Oh, I got to hear this. What's, yeah. What's, <laughs> yeah. What's okay. It's so insignificant, but um, I <laughs> didn't know this. It's Courtney, man. <laughs> right. I just learned about this the other day, actually, through a Facebook memory. So in 2014, I won the uh, Trail Runner Magazine Trophy Series. Okay. And Courtney was second. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, I got to I got to look into this. The Trail. Yeah. Trail Runner or uh, Trophy Series for Trail Runner Magazine. What is that? I never I don't know what that is. Or Trail Running Magazine, I think it's called. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) What year year was that? 2014. Okay. I'm not even sure if it's a thing anymore. Honestly. Hey, whatever. They interviewed me and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah, it hey. was super exciting. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Hey, I'll claim that. I think I would I'd print that out, like frame it, you know, and just have it. Yes. You, you should have it up on the wall behind you with, you know, your name no highlighted kidding. and then Courtney underlined under because <laughs> <laughs> yes. she would she would laugh everyone who awesome. comes to my house hey you just need to look at this right here yeah, yeah just check this out yeah. this is that time that i beat courtney to walter yeah. she has no idea <laughs> so when when courtney ran the tahoe 200 um I, I ran it that year in 2018 when she placed second they did that video thing about it so when we mm-hmm. took off there was like there was this little distance at the beginning where i was ahead of her <laughs> But then when we got to it, was, that was it, you know, and, I, and but you had to enjoy it. Yeah. Part of that's on video, you know? And so uh, I, was like, yeah, I was beating her right there. But after that, was, <laughs> you know, she was at the finish line when I finished showered, rested up. Of course she <laughs> was, was drinking a beer, hanging out. I don't even, <laughs> yes. Remember the first year that she did her hundred, but I want to say she was just getting into it when I won that series so <laughs> yeah yeah whatever we're not going to talk about that we're just going to say you be cool yes exactly so um so you, you you're doing the marathons so what um what sparked the interest in in ultras and what was your what was your first one yes so this is one of those lessons learned when you think that you're a really tough road runner and all yeah. those things yeah i had been running a marathon a month and I was traveling to different ones and things like that. And in February of 2010, 
I couldn't find one that I was going to travel to. Plus I was working on my master's degree and it just wasn't going to work out. And so I was looking for something local. Yeah. And I found the trail nerds, Psycho Wico. Okay. They had a 10 miler or yes, a 10 miler, a 20 miler and a 50 K. And I looked at the results for all those who had done the 20 miler. And I'm like, these people are really slow. <laughs> I think I could go win this thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that day it got above freezing. I remember that, but I, I didn't know anything about dressing for running in the woods. Yeah. I treated, I mean, I had the mentality that I was going into a road race. I mean, I kind of thought that I could do it in under three hours. Yeah. And I showed up in pants. I think I had like three shirts on and, you know, stocking cap and a, something around my neck. And I took off basically sprinting and looked down to see that I was sprinting like an 11 minute mile. <laughs> and sprinting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I thought this is hard. Like, yes. I'm like, what is wrong with me? This isn't right. And as yeah. it warmed up, it started getting muddy. Yeah. And I finished my first loop in, I want to say 155. What kind of loop? I couldn't believe um, 10 mile loops. Okay. Okay. So two 10 mile loops. Yeah. Yes. And so I was thinking, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I've got to push harder <laughs> instead of like, <laughs> maybe I should chill. Maybe I've pushed yeah, a little yeah, too yeah, hard. Yeah. We should just embrace this. Yeah. Yes. And so I finished in 424. Okay. So the next loop took me two and a half hours. <laughs> and so how, how'd you do? Uh, how, how'd you place? I, I was sixth, actually. Okay. Female, okay. I think fourth or sixth. One of the hey, two. Hey, first trail race, man. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, actually, the first place male of the 50K lapped me. Ooh. And oh, yeah. My ego just, I mean, it went down on the mud. <laughs> <laughs> ate some humble pie at the finish line. Is that <laughs> yes, yes? And you know, it's always good for us to do that. And yeah. I left that race and I went home and I had a blast, even though yeah. I knew I'd blown up and I was dissecting it all the way home and thinking, what did I do wrong? Yeah, that was crazy. And yeah. the next day, I was so sore, I could hardly get off the couch. And I thought, for real, I run a marathon a month. How did this happen? Yeah. And over that next year, I started running more trail races, or not races, but trails and yeah. things. And that summer I ran Psycho Summer 15 miler. And so a year later, I went back and did the 50K at that same race in February. Yeah. Where I took my lessons learned and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually ran almost even splits that nice. year. Nice. So yeah, did so my first 50K. Yeah. So you, uh, so when you did it, just a 20 trail mile, 20 miles on the trail, I mean, you, you, you didn't have trail legs. I mean, you were, you had, you had road no. legs. You, uh, how, what kind of trail is it? So it is, um, single track, um, primarily single track and then yeah. some bridle trails. So horse okay. trails Yeah. and you know, horse trails, they kind of dig out the middle. So if you yeah. get up on the side and it got really muddy, so if you get up yeah. on the sides at all, you're going to slide into them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would say it's 95% trail. 
Yeah. Either the bridal trail or single track. And if you're not, I mean, like you're not used to it, it's, it's just different. That's what I tell anybody who wants to start running trails. Just, you know, leave your ego behind, just go mm-hmm. and run on field. Don't pay attention to your watch, you know, at yeah. first, just kind of do your thing. And, and so, yeah, so you, 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 you learn about your trails and then, so your the 50 K was your first actual, um, ultra when you went back now. So, and you did, yeah, even split on that one and, and, uh, you felt a little more comfortable, I guess. <laughs> Yes, much more comfortable. And I had trail shoes. <laughs> I was, oh, that was on, I forgot to ask. Yeah. What, what were you, what shoes were you wearing that first time? Just regular road I think shoes? I was mud? wearing, yeah, some Nike something or other road shoes the first uh, time. Yeah. That works out really well when it's muddy. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't have tights. I had pants that were like flare legs. I got soaked in the mud. We're pulling them down. So I'm kind of running that first race with like one hand holding my pants up (laughs) because they're getting heavier and heavier. And all I could think was how I was going to traumatize all the people behind me if I didn't figure this out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So that's that's cool. So when you when you went back and did it, you you obviously a little more prepared. Uh, how did you I mean, you started running trails. Did you find so I'm thinking, you know, here in your background, riding horses, riding, riding bareback, it's just kind of natural mm-hmm. there. Um, did you when you when you got to go like actually train on the trails, maybe not running a race and stuff? Did you um, I don't know. Did you just feel like I don't know, this is kind of something I really like it like, I don't know, home, yeah. you know? Yes. That's exactly how it felt, actually. So when I mentioned earlier, I would circle back to it. Um, When I was a kid, my siblings and I, we'd go out on the horses and we'd go for, you know, four or five hours before we'd make our way back home. And we learned so much and understanding trails and how they're going to go became very natural to me. And you know, looking for, okay, we left five hours ago and the sun's over there. The direction to home is that way. What direction is the Creek running? You know, those yeah, kinds of yeah. things. And when I was a kid, I, we had to think through those processes to figure out how to get back home. Our poor mother, I don't even know how she survived us, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have used that in trail running, but I find that it has just been kind of ingrained and it's not something I necessarily have to stop and think through now. And it has come up for, I mean, the whole time I've been a trail runner where I'll be running with someone on unfamiliar trails to either one of us. And I'll say, nope, my gut says we need to go this way. Mm. And, you know, one of my good friends in Kansas city would always say your trail sense is just uncanny. It doesn't even make sense. You always know where to go. And if I've been on a trail once, I know where to go and it can be a year apart or however long apart. And I will remember that trail. That's, um, that's huge. It yeah. is yeah, and, <laughs> it's and, very and it's, beneficial. <laughs> yeah. And that's unusual. I, um, I grew up hunting and fishing in South Louisiana and stuff on a lot of trails and all, and I don't, I don't have that because, you know, I get mm-hmm. on, on tra- and, and I, um, I don't know, I guess even in, cause I'm racing a lot of times I was like, I, I got to look for markers and stuff, you know? Uh, right. so that's, that's really cool to have that sense, man. Just, uh, that, I don't know the ingrained memory. Yeah. Yeah. Just growing up with it and just, I wouldn't say that I have a photographic memory, but yeah. if I see things, it very easily, I retain that yeah. very well. No, that's good. So, 
Yeah. That'll, that'll serve you, serve you well on the trails, you know? Yes, yeah. it has. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you, you're doing these, uh, you start doing trail runs and I'm looking and you know, he did a, you did a lot of trail runs. <laughs> you did yeah, of, you got, I've lost count. I know I'm yeah. over 75. Maybe I'm over 80. I'm oh, not sure. As far as like, yeah, you're at 89 on ultra sign up. So, and I know there's probably some that aren't on there. Some so. half marathons too. Yeah. yeah, there are some oh, okay, okay. not included. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So you just, you just started plowing away. Yeah. I see somewhere under, uh, you know, 15 miles and things like that, but still you were, you were tearing up the trails. Um, and, um, Okay. So you, you start doing these trails, you got one on here and it looks like it was your longest one at the time. I don't even, I ain't heard of this one. The Tahoe midnight express ultra. It was, was that Oof. your, was that your first at that distance? 72 miles. Correct. Okay. So it was so horrible. <laughs> so that was that. Okay. That was horrible. I like Tahoe. Wait, so you, you're not that long into your journey. Cause I'm, I mean, but you just started doing a lot of looks like local trail races and stuff and what made you decide hey i'm gonna go i'm gonna go run in the mountains and and, and i guess explain your horrible experience <laughs> oh yes so first of all tahoe is beautiful yeah. and i would love to go there and run a trail race okay okay it was all on pavement oh oh yeah and it wasn't just 72 miles either Oh, okay. Uh -huh. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> I All had right. a friend at the time um, who I had been training with in Kansas City, um, my friend Rick, and we had been doing some races together and things like that. And he talked me into it. And it was a marathon Friday, a okay. marathon Saturday morning, oh. and then Saturday night at 10 p.m., 72 miles. Oh, ow. Okay. <laughs> So it ended up being basically 125 miles in two days. Yeah. Okay. And yes. <laughs> on, pa on pavement. On pavement. 100% pavement. Where where was it? Where did it start? Like what area oh, was it? Oh, gosh. In? I'd have to okay. look at my medals. Okay. Again. I mean, we went all the way. So it started so that it would end up looping all of Lake Tahoe. So you did oh, one okay. marathon and then yeah. where that one ended, you started the next marathon. Okay. And so on. Okay. Um, and then when you got to the 72, where you hit where you would have 26 miles left is where the marathon started the last day. <laughs> so they had <laughs> they had three marathons also. Gotcha. I chose to do the the 72 miler. Yeah, well, you're so, I mean, either roadrunner and you bring in that ultra experience and yeah, mm -hmm, let's go crush mm -hmm. it. Well, and <laughs> My friend, uh, you know, he knew that I, I'm a sucker for the things that other people have not been able to do. Yeah. Yeah. So if I hear that this has only been finished by one female ever uh -huh. in the eight years of its history or however many it was at the time. Yeah. I'm going to be the next female to do it. Okay. And so yeah. that's, that was why I, you know, got myself yeah. convinced that this was a really good idea. Yeah. Knowing that I was new to ultra running, knowing that I was probably doing too much. Yeah. And I did a marathon, I think two weeks before that even. And <laughs> so during the 72 miler, uh, I was about, I want to say I had 40 miles to go a little over 40 miles to go. And we were running down a hill and I had this horrible pain in my leg. Yeah. And it'd been kind of dull for a while, but I said to my friend, oh my, oh my God, I think I just broke my leg. And he says, you didn't break your leg. 
you didn't break your leg. You're still running. And I said, no, I really think I just broke my leg. And he's like, you wouldn't be able to run if you broke your leg. And I said, well, that's probably true. That's, that's, that's logical. Okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So let's, let's uh, keep running. Yeah. And so then he had to listen to me complain about it for the next 40, 42 miles or whatever it was. It's a lot of miles of complaining. Oh, and the pictures, I, I saw pictures from the finish line and that whole leg just looked like a tree trunk beside my skinny one. <laughs> oh, wow. And you could see that I was fighting tears and, you know, all those things. My whole body swelled and had to take the wheelchair to the airport and all of that. And I got home the next day, went and I got an x-ray. couldn't see anything, got an MRI. And I had three fractures in my distal tibia. Oh, so you did break your leg. Uh, yes, I, <laughs> you I did called break. him after and I said, I did break my leg. You ran 40 miles on it. Thanks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So that landed me in a walking boot, which actually, I think it kind of saved me. I think I was on this path of feeling like I've got this newfound thing and I'm unstoppable and I'm yeah. going to keep going. Yeah. And it forced me, you know, I was out for eight weeks yeah. and I noticed there's a gap on your ultra sign up and that explains. Yes, it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I have to point out though, that you did place third. So according to ultra sign up, so like yes. you, you broke your leg and you still, still did good. <laughs> so I actually won oh, okay. the super triple though. You so won- I placed third. (laughs) It doesn't show it this way because they took each result separately. And then there was an overall result. Okay. So I placed third for the 72 for the people who only did the 72. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was the only female who finished both or the super triple, the two marathons and the 72. So you were that, that, that one, you were that you, you, I did. I got to be that woman. You broke yourself. You broke yourself, but you got to mission accomplished. Was it it worth it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Only because I I can't see your face. So they just hear. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Only because I finished, it feels like it was worth it. So well, yeah. one, of, one of the things with um, with ultras and, and I'm sure we'll get to that with some of the others, too. But um, you learn a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you said that saved you. And it, and and it sounds like it. And I think, you know, we I've got DNFs on the books. I've got some things. And um, um, I don't know, you get humbled. But uh, even when you're able to push through some of those tough times, you kind of I don't know, you kind of learn how tough you are. You know, like you I, do. I did run on yeah. bro- broken self. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it definitely puts things into perspective for you. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think makes a stronger life too, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, I can, if I can do this and push through this, then yeah, this problem is not that big. I can push through that in life. So yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite questions to ask people is like, what is the one thing that hurts so much that, you know, nothing else will ever compare. Mm. Yeah. Okay. When you're hurting, Think about that. Yeah. Remember, that's not where you are right now. Yeah, that's good. You I can, like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Keep gonna, going. I'm going to steal that. I'll borrow it. Perfect. I'll, borrow it. I'll give you, I'll give I like you credit. It. I'll give you credit. <laughs> that's good. I like it. All right. So, uh, yeah, so you heal up because uh, it looks like that was September uh, 2011 and your next mm-hmm. race on ultra sign up is, is 2012. So, you know, heal up mm-hmm. and, and get your, you know, card. Okay. So what did you... Um, I don't know. I don't know this about you for sure, but I have an inkling. So you're in a boot. Um, what did you, did you do nothing while you were in the boot? 
<laughs> oh, I had to do stuff. Okay. I got permission to bike ride. Okay. And of course I, I went feeling. to the gym and I did upper body lifting. I also <laughs> rode my That's... horse a lot. <laughs> okay. Because I don't use saddles. I wasn't yeah. worried about putting my foot in a stirrup. So I'd yeah. get on my horse and drop the boot on the ground and go ride. Nice. Okay. And yeah. And that because of the kind of riding I do being bareback, yeah. it actually is a very physical and, and hard workout. Yeah. Probably so, great for your core. I mean, your core and uh, so and, good for your core and your yes. hips, hips and thighs, you know, cause you're hugging mm-hmm. the horse and all. I mean, am I right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh yes. You're absolutely right. And I know, and I haven't done it in a while with exactly what muscles are sore <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and how good it really is. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. I'm about to buy a yeah. horse. <laughs> come on. Come on. I need a horse. <laughs> a- I hope you get that approved. <laughs> yeah. Probably it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, so you got back into it. And uh, so that, I mean, granted that's a that's a that's a lot of distance i've done i've done 200 milers that were on like pavement and and asphalt and stuff and oh it's it's rough mm. and 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 do you, i mean do you think this i mean think surface is probably part of the reason you, you had that fracture that much on yes. that kind of surface you know it's not trails i probably if it would have been a trail like you said trail mm-hmm. race you know um you might have been sore other ways but that impact probably wouldn't have been there yeah and i'm sure that it had started you know, a, a bit prior to those races, okay. it probably would have continued to prolong the inevitable. And I probably would have, you know, my quality of, of running would have yeah. continued to decline because yeah. of being in pain and those things. And at that time I had that mentality of, okay, it hurts, but just keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I would have done exactly that. So, yeah. okay. So, um, <laughs> I'm looking at all the, I don't even know what you're all these races, man. Golly. So, <laughs> um, you know, so after shortly, not, I mean, not too long after that, you did the three days at, at, uh, Silamo. Yes. Uh, I haven't done that yet. Um, and oh, that looks should. like, that looks like fun. I mean, it's multi multi-day getting out there and mm-hmm. running the trails. How are the trails out there? Insane. I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. And of course they, they do a different course every year. Okay. Um, and I sure, I'm sure that they reuse courses, Mm -hmm. but they change it up. Um, the 50 K that I ran that year, I, I mean, I just goofed off and had fun. I never, I mean, I kept my heart rate really low. I just had a blast. The trails are very technical. They're beautiful. Some of those climbs get you up really high and you can see out for forever. And, you know, during the 50 K I stopped and I, took took in the scenery and just yeah. really enjoyed it and then the 50 miler heads you out a completely different direction and it's a net gain all the way out and i started out really conservative and as i was getting close to the turnaround and it's a pure eight and out and back so i knew what i had already been through yeah and i was probably two miles from the turnaround when i saw Ashley Nordell just blast past going the other direction. Yeah. And she negative split massively. And, you know, but when I realized after I got to the turnaround myself that I was actually sixth place female Yeah, and felt really strong. And I saw the state of some of the other females. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah that's thought, a good thing about out and backs, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I thought, you know, I think, I think I'm just going to leave it all out there. 
Yeah. And I had originally thought, well, but you have another one tomorrow. Don't be stupid. <laughs> and I thought, but this is really fun. I'm just going to go for it. And I took off and threw down as hard as I could until I saw some wild boars running down the side of a hill. <laughs> yeah. Might have peed myself a little yeah. bit. And maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. They, they terrified me, yeah, but they were all the way around another bend and I never actually got close to them. But when I told the story to others, they were close enough for me to touch, you know, initially. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Trail stories. But, yeah. <laughs> yes. But in the end, I ended up um, moving into second place female. Nice. Yeah. And um, the female who took third, she was tough as nails. She was breastfeeding at the time. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so crazy. she, I guess, had her pump with her and did what she had to do. And just amazing. And she actually was part of the reason that I had a really good time outcome there because she just kept on my, my heels the entire way at the end. And <laughs> I ended up with a 51 minute negative split. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> that's cool. And then, um, so what did you, what distance did you have to run the next day? So they say that it's a heavy half. Okay. It ended up being about 15 and a half miles. So, okay. yeah. you know, basically a 25 K. Yeah. Um, and I read someone's blog after where they described the start line as a unanimous groan that went up that could be heard <laughs> all just, the way to Little Rock. Everybody's burnt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. And when I started running, I mean, my entire body ached and I just thought there's no way. Yeah. And I was shocked at how you loosen back up mm -hmm. and it started raining. It started raining really hard and it was really refreshing and rejuvenating. Yeah. You know, so many people find the negative in that, but it just ended up being the thing that made it better. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I tell people that run roads a lot. The trails are, um, you, it's sore, but it's a muscle sore. It's not a, a joint, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a little yes. bit, but not like, not like the roads and you, you can run through that, you know, you can, you yes. can push through that and, and freshen up, you know, and, and get back at it. So, uh, yeah, but that stiffness after running a hard 50 miler though, I I've yeah. been there, you know, you just kind of, like, Oh, takes, takes a few miles for everything to go. All right, we're doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like, then you like start moving, but no, that's cool. I need, I need to, I need to get out there, man. I got a lot of friends yes. out in Arkansas that run it. And Arkansas has got some beautiful, beautiful trails and trail systems, man. It's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing out there. Yeah. Um, you need to, uh, I didn't see it on here. You need to go check out. Love it. You'd probably like that. I do. Like, yeah. Yes. I you do need. have that one on my list to do. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a beautiful race. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You need to do that. So I'll be watching, I'll be watching for your ultra sign up when that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, I, I'd like to go do that one again. Uh, I, um, yeah, I did it last year placed, uh, or this year. Yeah. Did it February. <laughs> so it's crazy. Nice. Anyway, play second. Anyway, it was good. It was a good race. It was, it was a good race, but I, I love some, some stuff out there. I should have won it. I should have. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, I know the feeling, yep. you know, um, yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah. You, and then you did, uh, uh, you know, you won the free state trail run, uh, mm -hmm. um, hundred K in April. Um, not, not familiar with that one is uh, it's in, it's in Kansas, so it can't be too hilly. 
Um, yeah, it's really, it, it's <laughs> you're not li- wrong. Okay, it, okay. It does not have any uh, long, significant climbs. Okay, but you're very rarely just running flat ground. Okay, it's it's those those yeah. Yes, rolling. But hills, to kinda. me, those are very nice because your legs are always doing something new. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tricky thing to free state is that it's very technical. Okay, rocks, tree roots. Uh, gotcha. You know, I yeah. mean. You never have just a clean dirt path in front of you. You got to pay attention. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that one actually is still my 100K PR. Oh, so, no, yeah. You, you crushed yeah, it. You 11, won it. 22. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. And then let's talk about your first 100 miler because that's, you know, that's <laughs> kind of that. Let's talk about Kettle Moraine, Moran, Moraine, whatever. Yeah. This one's funny. So, you know, I said when I went into my first marathon, yeah. I didn't know anything. Well, when it came to my first hundred, I have no excuse. I had internet. <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you've been around trail runners like crazy. Mm-hmm. So you had to have people you could ask questions and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd been around some, some veterans on the trail and plenty of people who did hundreds and plenty of people I could have asked advice from and I kind of signed up for it last minute. I had made it into an internship in Florida and I was going to be leaving in the fall. Okay. And so I knew that my next opportunity to run a hundred wouldn't be until after 2013. Wow. And so I thought, well, I'm trained up. I'm going to go do this. I, (laughs) I didn't take an extra pair of shoes. Okay. I took one pair of socks. Okay. Which were the ones that I wore the entire race. Yeah. Um, I took an energizer headlamp with no backup batteries. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to finish so fast. I don't need it. Yep. <laughs> right. I put uh, gels in some little Ziploc baggies at the aid stations and then didn't carry them with me. Okay. Um, so in between aid stations, I didn't have anything. I carried handheld water bottles the entire hundred miles. Okay. That I ran out of multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So your plan was just to get all the hundred mile mistakes out the way on the first one. Is that, is that what you were saying? Right. I thought this will just be a learning experience. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, and actually I, I ran really smart for the first 62 miles. I was very, very conservative and, then I realized that I was all alone in the woods in the dark, which was a first for me Yeah. with my little Energizer headlamp, which I didn't comprehend would lose battery life at some point. And as soon as it got dark, I just felt energized. It had been really hot all day and I yeah. took off and I actually ran my fastest miles of the whole race between miles 62 and 80. Wow. Or maybe, yeah. maybe 85, somewhere in there and just felt super, super solid. Yeah. And then you start getting into some technical sections and then my headlamp died. <laughs> Thankfully, you know, it's June. Yeah. It gets light out. You know, you start seeing light cracks of light by 445 there. Yeah. And it didn't get dark till 10 p.m. OK, so I didn't have that long in the dark in the yeah. woods, but I was at a crawl. I mean, yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept tripping on stuff. I actually never fell the entire race, but I kept tripping. Yeah. And then when it got light, I pushed on, picked back up running and 
I mean, 25, 35, I felt like was a respectable yeah, time yeah. for my first one. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with um, your less than, um, I don't know, less than stellar plan, I guess. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just I didn't take any crew. I took no pacers. I mean, I went. Oh, OK. And, yeah, just by myself. I'm just going to go run 100 miles in these shoes just, right here. Just Mindy and her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, no, but you got it done. I mean, that's huge. And and so mm -hmm. how did you um, I don't know, what's the what's what kind of feeling, you know, when you when you finally cross that finish line first hundred miler? Well, mostly I really regretted that I had slept in a tent at a campsite by myself <laughs> the night before. And that I had yep. to take my tent down. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's not that's not fun. Yeah, I just sat there like, why did I do that? I yeah. does anybody want a tent? Is anybody? Yes, want... <laughs> it's free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but still, the accomplishment and knowing that I, I mean, as I was out there on the trail, I learned a lot from talking to other people and yeah. knowing that I was able to continue on and finish in spite yeah. of my very, very poor planning yeah. was actually very re rewarding to me. Did you hit any, um, you know, significant lows mentally while you were out there? I did actually yeah. around 10 PM. So okay. yeah. right when I left that mile 62 aid station and, you know, I was heading back out in the dark, Yeah, I hit that, you know, the feeling that happens occasionally during a hundred where you feel very desolate and you feel very alone and it's yeah. oddly depressing. I had never known that feeling in my life. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. I mean, I pulled out my cell phone, which I had in some kind of little fanny pack because I didn't wear a hydration vest. Yeah. And <laughs> I had attempted to call my sister and she didn't answer. And I was standing on the top of this hill. And that was when I was like, you know what, you idiot, just run. Yeah. Just go. Just run. There's nothing else you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was when I took off. And then the harder I ran, the more positive I felt. And mm. it kind of changed my mentality. And thankfully, I did drive out there with a group from Kansas City. Yeah. So I didn't have to drive okay. myself back alone. Yeah. But I I had some of the worst blisters I've I've ever seen. So did, did you had you lubed your feet up? at all or anything beforehand or what what's what was lube okay there you go so yeah. we'll add that mistake to the list <laughs> yes. i'm just curious just wondering uh, yeah it's a very yeah. very fair question that yeah. most people would say yes to yeah and yeah i just i didn't know that that was a thing i didn't know i should yeah yeah lesson so. learned yeah we we all do the bonehead things you know um yeah the hard thing is when when we're experienced and we should know better, like even at, you had the excuse, you know, you were still, I mean, you, well, yeah, you still had the excuse cause you're still new to it. You had a lot of people you could yeah. have asked, but you know, mm -hmm. you, you know, but after like when you do something silly like that and you've been doing it a while, it's, it's like, ah, yes. You know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was much better prepared. Yeah. At my so, next one. <laughs> what, what, what did you, uh, what did you fuel yourself with? You said you were doing like gels and stuff and cause this, oh, is, yeah. this is back in 2012 and, and you're, you're just kind of gelling it up and did you do anything? Power gels of all the gels. Okay. Power. Gel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I ordered a case of the tangerine power gels off of running warehouse. Were you and, sick of tangerine running gels by the time you were And there? I had no idea that that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> 
there yeah, you go. I, <laughs> I couldn't take any more in after a while, you know, it just, yeah. I remember getting to the aid station being like, I'm going to have to eat your food. And they're like, that, it, that's what it's that's for. That's why it's we have this. For you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So many things I didn't know, <laughs> but you know, you, you go into it, you make, you make a lot of mistakes and then you, you know, you do all those and you learn and you still finish it, you know, and you push mm-hmm. through and you're like, wow. I mean, did you have that? Like, man, I really learned a lot. And when I do this again, I got a checklist, you know, or something. Yes. Oh, definitely. And I remember writing up just on a word document, my own little list of do's and don'ts. Yeah. Yeah. My takeaways. And yeah, from that afterwards. And I kept that held on to it for my next one when it finally came around. I was scared to do another one. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it it wouldn't have worked out for me anyway, because I was out doing an internship, but it was over a year before I decided I could try it again. Yeah. Wow, man. And uh, yeah, I think it's wise after every race to do a debrief, like what went really well, what, what could I improve on? Even if it went, the whole mm-hmm. race went well and you, you know, win or PR or whatever. And it's like, it's just good to say, yeah, I could probably could have tweaked this a little bit. I think it's just a good thing to do, you know? Um, yeah. And we can always learn something or even like, man, I tried this and it really worked well. You know, I'm going to put that on my to-do list, you know, for the next mm-hmm. race. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, h- sure. how many, I mean, how many, how many hundreds have you done thus far? We're, we're 13. 13. Okay. All yes. right. That is if you count Western States. Um, I, I, I'd like to talk to talk about that because yes. are you okay to talk about that? <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it definitely uh, stabbed myself in the heart a little bit on that one. Okay. But. Yeah. So, so, okay. You, you, you did a, I mean, you got a lot of hundreds there. How long did it take you uh, to get into Western States 2017? So I didn't put in for it in 2000 after Kettle Moraine that first year, just because okay. I knew I was going to be off at an internship and um, changed yeah. up my life for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so I had uh, eight tickets in the lottery okay. finally when I got in. Okay. And to give a little bit of background, 2013, when I came back from Florida after my internship, while I was in Florida, all I did was work on speed. Really? I was very short on time. I'd only have an hour here or there to be able to go for a run. Yeah. And so to get in the most miles, because I'm a numbers junkie, yeah. uh, <laughs> I pushed every run and I came back and I was just, I was fast when I returned. Yeah. Yeah. And and I see, I see so a lot of some wins, some wins there, a lot of wins when you came back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just started ticking off the wins and then I over raced. I think I felt like I had, you know, lost so much time being down there and, and yeah. missing out on a year and kind of craved it. And it all came down to, um, Basically, I, I had a heat injury and yes. And then I, I kept trying to run at the same capacity or same caliber that I was prior to that heat injury and not understanding that you need to give your body time. Mm. And I mean, it was, I mean, it felt like a whole systems crash and for anyone who's ever had one, it feels like complete despair because the thing you love and you feel like you should be able to go do, and you don't know that you don't, that you feel bad until you start running. Hmm. I mean, you feel perfectly normal and you head out and then everything hurts. 
So was and, it was it like a like a heat stroke kind of or, or? Yeah, I never actually went okay. to the doctor. Yeah. Um, it was actually Prairie Spirit in 2014, 50 really? miler. Okay. Yes, and I ran 851. Um, like I said, I really like numbers, so I just memorize all my times. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but when I hit the turnaround for that one. And I felt like I had ran smart. I felt good, but the turnaround is actually 27 miles in. Um, Cause you do a short out and back when you start. Yeah. Uh, so I had 23 miles left to go and I hit the turnaround at four hours and I started heading back and I started getting nauseated and long story short, I threw up for the last 11 miles of that race Wow. and yeah. I stopped sweating I had goosebumps. Yeah. My whole body was like beat red. It was 65 degrees, direct sun. And I had been running in, you know, 15 degrees leading up to it. Yeah. You know, there was no way to prepare for that. And mm. I also just didn't know that that would happen to me because that was a first for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just kind of led a cycle of, I wouldn't know when it would happen. I'd run a race and it would happen. Yeah. And I run another race and I would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating those those those, those intermittent yeah mm -hmm. injuries and issues like that that's so frustrating yeah yeah and so i was choosing hundreds that i was hoping would be in the cold to get my qualifiers for um western states yeah it's like i did uh penhody or penhody however yeah, um yeah that one and that one was perfect weather for me i had a blast i didn't push myself because I didn't want to get sick and just really enjoyed it. Yeah. Turned around yeah. Rocky raccoon a few months later and yeah. had a very solid time, 21 hours and 37 seconds there. Yeah. And the next year I did Zion. Cause I figured, you know, it's always cooler there Yeah, and so on. And then I finally got into Western States and I had dealt with this heat issue and it wasn't improving. And every year my miles were getting lower and lower. Mm. Um, I ran like 1846 miles for 2014. And then by 2016, I ran about 1435 wow. for the year. Yeah. yeah. You know, where I was used to running over 2000 every year. And, you know, now I run over 3000 every year. And yeah. 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 <laughs> so when I, when they're, when they announced my name at Western States at the drawing, I actually felt like I was going to throw up because I didn't feel like there was any way that my heat issues were going to be resolved enough in time for me to be ready to do it. Yeah. Those and, canyons, man, those canyons are hot. Oh, yeah. they're so bad. Yeah. Yes. And being in June, we don't always get that hot yet here yeah. in Nebraska. And I knew I wouldn't get a lot of exposure to running in the heat my base miles had really fallen off. So not only did I need to pick up and start training specifically for Western States hundred, I had to rebuild my base first. Yeah. And essentially I think I just kind of ran out of time. Yeah. Um, and I, I was not over the heat issues that I had. And that was yeah. the year that they had all the snow on the course. Yeah. Um, so when I got there, I think they, were, they said that there was like eight feet of snow up on <laughs> the mountains. Yeah. And I remember watching this girl. Uh, we'd made it to the top, heading back down on the other side. And she lost her footing. If you went off the edge of the, the track, you fell through. Yeah. 
and she lost her footing and she ended up sliding and she hit a tree and broke her arm. Oh man. And yeah. And if you fell on it, it was like, like glass. I mean, yeah. cut up the back of your legs. So that snow had melted and, and frozen so many times. And I, by mile 16, I felt like I was already maxing out. Yeah. I felt like there, I mean, I felt like I just wanted to be done already Hmm. And I had 84 miles to go yeah. and I know better than to think of it that way. Yeah. I know better than to say I have 84 miles to go. No, yeah. you say, I just, Next- gotta, I just have to get to the aid station. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I felt like I, I was breathing too hard. My heart rate was too high. Yeah. Um, at one point I, I stopped while well, I was crossing through a stream and I squatted down in the ice cold water and thought, well, while I'm here, maybe I'll just go ahead and pee. And <laughs> <laughs> so I, I pee as I've squatted and I'm like, Oh, sweet relief. And I look up and there's a photographer taking pictures <laughs> of me. <laughs> nice. And he pulls down his camera and he just looks at me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and of course I didn't know at the time that it was Leo Escobar. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So um, that was that was kind of funny, you know, to have happen. But when I was getting ready to head up to Devil's Thumb and I started that climb. Oh, um, that's a tough climb. Even if oh it were cold, gosh. it's a tough climb. That, that sucker. Yes. <laughs> so steep. And I had had a mix up with my pack where I was given the wrong pack and I didn't have any salt caps or anything like that with me. Mm, yeah. And, um, of course I was just learning about how valuable salt caps really are or aren't they, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I kind of thought, Oh, it doesn't matter. And anyway, I started climbing that and there was a guy that had been standing at the base of the trail when I started up and I asked if he was okay. And he just kind of mumbled. He didn't say anything. And so I kept going and a few minutes later, maybe 10 minutes later, I don't know. I heard a big crash behind me and people screaming and he had um, passed out and fell over backwards onto a barbed wire fence and flipped over it. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Uh And I, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I knew there were people behind me and I knew I didn't have a phone Obviously, I couldn't go back down. That wasn't going to help anyone. Just keep going to the top. Well, someone called and a few minutes later, some um, medics were just flying down the trail and he had a concussion and things, but he was okay. Um, But I actually ended up my my quad started cramping so bad. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen videos of cramps where it looks like someone has like roaches running underneath their skin. Yes. Yes. Like aliens or. Yeah. that's what they started doing. And I kept trying to take steps and all of a sudden, like my legs twisted, you know, from the knees down to the point that I fell over and I sat Uh, on the ground, just yelling. I couldn't get them to straighten out. I couldn't figure out what to do. I was panicked and in, you know, tremendous pain. And people kept asking if I needed something. I'd ask if they had salt. They said, no, finally some girl did. And she says, how many do you need? And I said, do you have S caps or E caps? <laughs> and she <laughs> caps. And I said, can I have six? And I said, if you can spare them, yeah, only if you can spare them. And she said, yeah. And she gave them to me. And so I, 
I actually put them in my mouth and chewed them, yeah. knowing that, you know, they need amylase to really be absorbed properly. And I drank some water and within minutes, the cramps or the, <laughs> the cramping, the visible cramping went away in my legs and I was able to get up and head back up the mountain. And I was almost to the top and thought, I'm going to take a gel. I just have to get some calories. I took a gel immediately puked it up oh, and man. there was a medic standing there who saw me and he pulls up his radio and I looked at him. And I said, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he lowered his radio down and he just looked at me and I said, I'm not stopping. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. And he said, okay. And I got to that aid station and, you know, clearly they could see what kind of shape I was in and they packed me down in ice towels gave yeah. me, they asked what I wanted. And I said, can you give me ramen? But I need it filled with ice. I just want to drink ice cold ramen. Yeah. That's and funny. <laughs> they did. And I was sitting there and um, this aid station worker says, uh, you know, when I got in there, he says, you have 11 minutes on cutoff. Oh, if you're not man. out of here in 11 minutes, you're, you're done. Oh, man. And I sat there, you know, with all this ice packed down and he looked at me felt like forever. And he looked at me sometime later and he says, you have seven minutes left. And I said, get me out of here. And mm. I got up and I took off and I ended up not puking again until mile um, 40 or 53. And then I never stopped. And yeah, I puked. Tough. It was so bad. And as I was climbing up Robinson's flat and I, I started puking everything. I couldn't take down water. I couldn't take down, and you know, it was over hundred degrees I yeah. was sunburnt. And I was trying to get my foot up on this little rock and I kept kicking it and falling over. <laughs> and then I started crawling. I started scrambling and I was hysterical. I wasn't crying, but it was something that sounded like crying. Yeah. And I got back up on my feet and I kept trying to take steps and I kept falling over. And I looked at my pacer and he had stopped walking. I didn't even notice. And he yeah. was just looking at me. And I just said, it's over, isn't it? Yeah. That's... And he's nodded his head. And he says, You just ran out of time. Oh man. And I just I just stood there like this can't be real. I cannot believe this is really my life right now. Yeah. The thing that I dreamt for and wanted so bad. And so he took off on up to the aid station or the top to get um, my other pacer. By the time they got back down to me, the sweep team on horses had come across me. They took all their water. They poured it on me. They <laughs> had me drink it, which I threw up. Um, they offered to put me on a horse and I said, no way. And my pacers came back. They got on either side, helped me up the rest of the way. And when I got to that next um, or to the top of there, a whole bunch of medics and stuff were standing around and they were getting my temperature down. And I said, well, somebody want to get the vehicle? And this one guy, and I, I'd have to look his name up again. He says, you're going to tell me that you came this far and you're not going to go across that finish line. And I just, I looked at him and I, I said, am I allowed to do that? They just helped me up the mountain. And he says, you're already out of time. I don't care if they help you the rest of the way, but go cross the finish line. Wow. Yes. And I, 
I, I said, but I have over a mile. I, I can't even walk. And he says, that's what you have pacers for. And I looked at both of them and I said, let's go. And he wow. radioed to the finish. And actually my friend Sarah was there. And so my pacers called her and she went and asked the finish line to keep up the arch for me. Oh man. Yes. That's, and so that's pretty awesome. Oh, it was amazing. And there was a van parked on the, on the track by the time I got there. Cause they were taking everything down, but the arch and the clock, they oh. kept that there. And what, what, what did your time end up being? 30, 51. So oh. 51 minutes over cutoff. So it took me 51 minutes to go the last 1.2 miles. But, but you, Hey man, that is that's huge. <laughs> I, I didn't realize, I didn't realize you had actually, I mean, you finished it and that that's yes. knowing you weren't going to get the buckle, but you crossed it. And that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. What, how did that emotionally? And I mean, what, I mean, you crossed it, you finished and didn't finish at the same time. I don't know. Yeah. How, does, how does that, how does that register, man? That, it's still a huge accomplishment. Cause that's a tough race. Yeah. And especially in that state, yeah, um, yeah. there's actually a picture, which I'll have to just send your way after, uh, as I was getting close to the finish and I've got my two pacers and I'm holding on to both of their forearms and I have the sweep team behind me on the horses and the look on my face says everything about oh. how I felt. I oh, mean, man. defeat, but resolve yeah, and, yeah. you know, determination, all of it. And someone took a video um, and actually Lewis Escobar took that picture as well. But someone took a video as I was cross or getting down on the track to the finish. And I remember fighting crying so hard Yeah. and I watched the video later. I'm like, why did I fight it so hard? Yeah. 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 <laughs> just let it, let it loose. <laughs> yes. And the, um, the race personnel who was at the finish line, I can't remember her name right now, which is really a shame because she actually, has ran it herself as well. Yeah. And she actually raced it on horseback when it was still a horse race. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. That's and crazy. every year I see her at the lottery drawing and I'm like, that's her. That's the one who gave me my, my medal. So she actually gave me the medal, but of course not the buckle. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, man. it was very uniquely special. And when they did the award ceremony, they started it out with first, we want to congratulate our unofficial finisher, and nice. announced my name and my time. And I was sitting that's in the cool. grass crying like a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that, that's, that's huge, man. That's, that's, that says a lot about just, just that you did it. You know, you still finished it. You still got it done and, and, uh, pushed through. It sounds like, I mean, was that the toughest, the toughest nothing has ever hurt yeah. that bad. Yeah. Yes. Wow. When I mentioned earlier, the thing that, you know, is the hardest thing you've ever done. That's where you, that's remember where you that go. This isn't it. Yes, yeah. That's where I go. Oh yes. man, man. That's, um, what were, uh, okay. Two, two, I probably think of more questions, but two questions on that. What, what, what were the big lessons learned from that for you? When I first initially started having the heat problems, I needed to stop racing. Yeah. I needed to give my body time to heal. Slow down, because, cool down. Yeah. yeah. It didn't mean that I had to stop running. Mm-hmm. It means stop pushing at the capacity you push in a race. Yeah. yeah. And if I had given myself that time yeah, and found something else for a little while, lift yeah. some weights, you yeah. know, yeah. do the other things that actually make you stronger in the end. 
instead of letting it linger for four years, because it took me about a year to heal from Western States. Wow. Yeah. And (laughs) if you look, you'll see my first superior um, two months later, I was already registered for it. And 3606. And that was the first time I went into a race knowing that I didn't have a racing body and accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. I had the most fun (laughs) at that race that I've ever had because I wasn't, I wasn't racing. Yeah. I goofed off. I walked, I ran, I talked, I ate. Yeah. I had a blast. And you got it done. Yeah. I never had a moment that I thought, when is this over? And actually I told my, my brother got to pace me the last seven miles. And I told him when we were a mile from the finish, I said, you know, I think I could be done now. And yeah. he said, you're, you're just saying now. And I said, yeah, that hasn't actually crossed my mind yet. I've been fine. Yeah. And, you know, that's the mentality I should have taken when this all started going south for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, you can, like you said, you could still go to the races, but not, not push it, not run hard, right. not, you know, just go enjoy yes. it. Yes. I see you got, mm-hmm. some, I saw you have the flat rock, uh, in there that yes. you've done that quite a few times. I did that. I did the 50 K, uh, and, uh, ah, I love that course. That's fun. I'm, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've won the 50 K I think three times. Yeah. Three times in the one one K I've won three times. I think I've had a second and a third at the 50 K. I've also had a 10th, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe eighth. I don't remember. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the second question about Western States, um, you've got unfinished, unfinished business there. Yes, I <laughs> okay, do. All right. All right. I think, <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. We'll be, lo- yes, you know, I'm, yeah, we'll, I'm gonna keep looking for your name to be drawn there. <laughs> yes. And I've been back in the lottery for the last two years. I did not put my name back in, in 2017. Yeah. Cause I, I finally reconciled in my own mind. I have to take time to heal. Yeah. And when you're a competitive person and I'm not competitive with other people, I'm competitive with myself. Yeah. It is hard to go to a race and not race. Yeah. And <laughs> my, my wife hears all the time. Like, I'm not, I'm just going to run it. I'm not going to race it. And she's like, yeah, whatever. I know <laughs> I'm serious. until I get yep. <laughs> Exactly. My friends roll their eyes when I say that. Yeah. They just yeah. say, okay, if you say so. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and so I, I think, I think it's good because you've, you have had, you, you've had great success again, you know, uh, since after that, after you've healed, yes. I mean, I'm looking at your ultra sign up, you've got, you've got a lot of podiums and, um, for a serial racer like yourself, you know, um, I don't know, it's, it's just good. Like an injury is not the end, uh, you know, um, yes and it's okay to take that time. I'm, I kind of trained like crazy last year. Cause I was going to try to do the triple crown, but everything went crazy. Um, but I had some hip stuff and I've been, been t- training about the same amount of time, but been at the gym a lot and just having, mm-hmm. I, I, I like the gym. So, you know, um, yeah. you know, doing that and, uh, you know, slowly building my miles back up, but just getting stronger. Cause it's going to serve me well, you know, when I go to Tahoe, you know, and run mm-hmm. trails, not road trails, you know, later yes. this year, next year. So. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I do not recommend the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so I know I mentioned before we, we met for this, that, you know, kind of talk about that relatable um, part of what can happen in an ultra runner's life where you have your, 
your crash and your, your fall from what you might consider your own grace. Um, and how do you come back or do you come back or do you accept where you are? Yeah. And I know I have already mentioned as we've been talking that I took some time and gave myself a break and gave myself some actual, um, grace on superior that year and things like that. Well, when I finally felt like I was healed from Western States in 2018, and I started actually training again. And over that year, I just, I never let my heart rate get high. Mm. I kept my heart rate very low during every single run. Yeah. Uh, my training times had, you know, obviously slowed down and I was okay with that. And it was actually worth it. And it's, so important for people to stop and realize that sometimes you have to take a step back to move forward. Yeah. And I, I still was doing what I considered well for the next couple of years. And then last year with COVID, all I really had in my life was running for a while. And a few things kind of changed the course of my, my running and my racing. So one with COVID, I, my only social life was to go running with people where we could keep distance from each other, but still have social interaction Yeah, and being an introvert that, or an extrovert, that was very important to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And another was the discovery of liquid IV. I'm not paid to say this, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I had never found something to replace electrolytes quite to that capacity that was tolerable. I mean, they're the things we do while we're running. I don't want to drink those when I'm not running. Yeah. And I happened to um, discover liquid IV through a coworker. And last summer after a really hot run, usually if I ran consecutive days in the heat the year before, the next day would be terrible. Yeah. I'd usually have to take a day off in between. Yeah. So in the summer, my miles always drop. Well, that day I took a couple of liquid IV and the next day I ran, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel great. Like, who am I? And yeah. And, uh, since then, I mean, I I go through so much of it and (laughs) I use it at races. I take it at aid stations and things like that. And then later last year, um, October last year, 2020, I lost my dad and, his time in the hospital was very traumatic and our family's very close and things like that. So after losing him and really struggling with everything, I needed yeah. something to really pour my heart into again. Yeah. And I needed running to not just be recreational for me. Yeah. And so two weeks after um, he passed, I picked back up on speed work. And I love speed work in the winter because I love the winter and (laughs) I don't stop wearing shorts till it's like 15 degrees and I'm just in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I had thought that I couldn't get back to that. I had thought that there was no way I could do speed work again. I couldn't tolerate it. My body couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. And following, you know, very strict rules on that, like you rest the day before Mm. and and things like that and i also started going to orange theory and you know lifting four to five days a week and things like that and if i i, I set a goal i needed it to to count towards something yeah and so i set 
um, two goals, actually. I Rocky Raccoon. I wanted a PR for 100. Okay. And Superior, I wanted my sub 30. Hmm. And so Rocky Raccoon, I went. And when I was at mile 87 with my pacer, she says, Mindy, I think you could go sub 20. I know your goal is sub 21. And I said, there's too many miles still. We can't talk about that right now. And she goes, okay. I like a mile later, I'm doing the math in my head. And I said, Mm. okay, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I said, I would have to average. And I, if I remember correctly, I, I told her like 1637 an hour or a mile for the rest of the race to get sub 20. And I said, I can, I can do that. I got this. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it uh, was the first time ever in running hundreds that I ran the entire hundred. My only stationary time was at aid stations, downing a liquid IV. I took a six inch subway sandwich with me, ate it while I ran. <laughs> nice. I mean, I <laughs> ate so much food and I, I never took a walk break the entire course while I was on the course. And that yeah. was a first. And I finished in 1943. And that's awesome. It was, yeah, it was just that moment of like, okay, I, I was able to use the loss of my father for something yeah. and channel it into something. And of course, I thought about him a lot, but only in positive ways. I didn't yeah. Yeah. think about the mourning side of it. And and then at Superior, I followed that one up and got my sub 30 um, and actually took second female, which at Superior, I felt like was a, a really big deal. Well, you so. got third at, at Rocky Raccoon, third female. Yes. That's that's huge. That's a competitive race. That's a tough race. It is. I mean, there's a lot of lot, big field out there that goes out there to race it. So that's that's huge. And and I just have to point out, it wasn't 1943. It was 1942.56. So it's like... <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's four seconds. I'm actually usually really good at that too. (laughs) Just four seconds, but you know, I just, it counts. It counts. counts. I don't want, I don't want you to, you know, chart yourself there. No, no, that's huge though. I mean, you know, coming back and um, I don't know, just from, from the, the fatigue, uh, you know, the heat Mm -hmm. uh, uh, issue. And then, and then, you know, from the loss of your dad and just being able to channel that, but do it it sounds like you did it in a, in just a really smart way, you know? Um, yeah. And, and I don't know, I guess finishing Rocky raccoon. Did you, did you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were some emotions there, you know, you know, with your, your dad and everything. And then, but then also you're, you're back, you know? Yes. Yes. It, I mean, I was, <laughs> I was overwhelmed with yeah. the emotions. I remember getting back to the hotel room after and thinking, Oh my gosh, I've never been back to the hotel this Early. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's... like I can sleep. And I was actually flying out the next day still. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I laid there and I just kept replaying in my mind like that was real. Yeah. That just happened. Like cool. <laughs> all that hard work actually did pay off. And, you know, I reflected back on all the people who helped me get there. And mm. From the day that I lost my dad until Rocky Raccoon, my friends never let me run alone. I mean, yeah. speed work, whatever it was that I wanted or needed, That's they sweet. were there. That's yes. Sweet. Yeah. It was, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I have, I have to ask because uh, I don't even think we shared this. You're, you're a, a dietitian, a registered mm-hmm. dietitian, and that's what you do. How yes. has that impacted your, your running and racing? 
Um, you know, just having that, that knowledge of, of how the body's processing all this and, 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 and how, I guess, do you use that knowledge or do you just go, you just go <laughs> with you on instinct? Yeah, that is such a fair question because you know how they say doctors make the worst patients. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> there are times, and I think a lot of my friends have even heard me say this, where I think, I know better. Yeah. yeah. What was I thinking? Yeah. Why you I know, when yeah. it comes yeah. to nutrition and one of the things that I'm very passionate about is, is helping other runners problem solve their nutrition challenges. Yeah. And uh, I think the part that I enjoy the most is the comprehension level that I have when digging into research and being able to translate that and turn it into useful knowledge on the trail. Right. And, you know, you can read yeah. a lot of things, but unless you have that research minded eye, it doesn't always translate as well. And yeah. the things that I have learned and trialed and the times where I've just been super curious about something because something logically made sense in my mind. So I put it to the test. Yeah. Um, one of the, it, the mistakes that I made when I was having my heat issues was I got really scared of eating. Mm. because I threw up all throw the time. Up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And let's say you go out and you run for 20 miles on empty. And, you know, people call that starvation runs where they're trying yeah. to train their body to run with no food. Yeah. Your body doesn't run without anything. Yeah. So you're actually, your liver is going to kick in and create gluconeogenesis. Yep. And it creates glucose for you to live on. Once you aren't utilizing your fat stores properly, your body starts breaking down your, your muscle, your body mass. Yeah. And it was kind of a vicious cycle where not only was I not eating because I would get sick, but I was getting weaker mm. because I was going out and trying to run those four to six hours. And yeah. when I started doing that research and digging into it, and I, have, I wrote a blog for the, uh, the goats here in Omaha um, on it as well. And I said, you know, feed your muscles so mm. that your muscles don't have to feed you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the other things that turned it around for me, mm. you know, as I was trying to fix myself yeah. and get back to it. So, cause people don't realize they say, well, once your carbs are gone, you just go into fat burning. Well, only if your heart rate's at a certain level, right. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah. People sometimes, well, why would they think of that? Right. And yeah, it's definitely made a big difference. So what do you, what, what do you, how would you describe your regular diet when you're in training? Like not during a run, like how do you eat? Yes. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm rigid. Okay. No, that's um, good. I definitely still. You know, I know how to live and enjoy life and yeah. have my bowl of ice cream if I want ice cream. Yeah. Um, but I, I do have smoothies that I make for my breakfast. Mm -hmm. I made 36 of them today to last me, you know, over the next month. Oh, wow. And <laughs> they're my own creation and they're very, very specific to a runner. Okay. And Is this actually, what you have after your run? Yes, it's my breakfast in the mornings after okay. I run. Okay. Yeah. Okay, kid, I gotta know what's in it because I have a I have my yeah. my thing and uh, I'm just curious to know what you what you put in there. 
Yeah. So I have fruit, you know, for carbohydrate replacement. Okay. Coconut oil for yep. satiety and yep. to help keep you full longer. Okay. Um, I have flaxseed for the cardiovascular positive effects. Okay. Almonds for, again, more healthy fats. I'm going to have to get you to send me this. I'm trying to write it. I can't write fast enough. All right, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, I've, I've put it on a Word document because I share it with so many people. So okay. um, beetroot powder. Okay. Yep. To increase the oxygen carrying capacity of your blood. Yep. Um, kefir for the good probiotics. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay. I have to look it up. I'll it's look it up. basically drinkable yogurt. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, um, protein powder. Okay. That's it. All right. Do you like, uh, your base, is it water or almond milk or something? Or what do you, do the you... kefir actually is oh, the, the kefir's Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Cause it's okay. liquid. Yep. And you said you made 30, 30 something of them for the, how do you, yeah. how do you keep that store it? Like how much it, like, what do you, how do you so do that? So I have these, um, 13 ounce cups that okay. have lids. And so I, um, one blender full makes six. Okay. And so, and it's 32 ounces of the kefir and then everything else added in. Um, sometimes I'll do local honey when it's, yeah. when I have some, my brother has a hive. So if I have that, I put that in there too for immunology of course um but no i just portion them out put the lids on them in the freezer you put them in the freezer or yes yes and And to prevent yes okay (laughs) prevent the freezer burn or the frostbite the freezer burn in the freezer a lot of times i'll just put newspapers underneath and on top of them oh okay Mm -hmm. and then do you and do you put it in the refrigerator the night before or something or or is it usually as soon as I get home from my run, uh-huh. I take it out and put it on the counter Okay. and get ready for work. 30 minutes later, when I come back down, I grab it, head out the door and I just eat it on my way to work. Okay. I'm gonna have to get you to send so, me that. And, and if you're okay yeah. with it, I'll share it on the, the page. Oh, absolutely. Cause let, it, well, let me, yeah, no, that'd be great. Cause I'm, I'm gonna have to try some of that. Uh, yeah. Cause let, let me share, let me share what I'm doing and um, you can grade it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so I was doing, I was doing some, um, some greens in it, like some kale or something like that, but I, I use almond milk for the base. Um, I'm doing protein powder, um, collagen for the joints. Cause I've had multiple knee surgeries, long story anyway. Um, um, and, uh, let's see collagen I'm doing, um, oh, brain flatulence here. Uh, I do the greens. I do the, the collagen, do the protein, uh, avocado, the half an avocado. Um, and then, uh, sometimes I'll throw a little bit of fruit or something in there, but yeah, mine's not a whole lot of stuff. I'm realizing that, <laughs> but, but I do take, I do take, uh, uh, multivitamins and some other things, a fish oil and things like that with it. Right. So, um, but I, I like the way your sounds, I don't know how it tastes, but it's delicious. I Literally, mean, okay. Yes. And when I, (laughs) so one day last winter, I decided to surprise all of my, my group and I brought them each a smoothie Yeah, and that turned into, so it's Sunday. Can we get a smoothie? (laughs) You want to bring a smoothie for after the run, you know, kind of thing to eventually sharing the recipe with all of them. And I don't put anything green in mine because I'm obsessed with vegetables. So (laughs) I'm not vegetarian. I eat meat. But I love vegetables. My yeah. lunch, my dinner always have vegetables. So I don't feel like I need it in the morning. Yeah. But I don't enjoy eating fruit. Okay. So this is a great way for me to get fruit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you being a dietitian and an ultra runner, um, 
have you heard of Mike? You know who Mike McKnight is? Michael McKnight. He won the triple crown. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So he's um, him and uh, uh, Bronco Billy, uh, Jeff Browning Mm -hmm. and some of the others. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are are, are fat adapted and things like that. So. So Mike McKnight has done. He did the he ran the 100 miler with zero calories. Um, He did that and he's about to do it again at across the years, I think he's about to do it again to see if he can beat his time. But this time they're going to be doing some uh, uh, blood draw before and after and all that stuff. To oh, see, good. Yeah. To see the, all the, what's going on with his body, what's breaking down, what's going on, you know? So he's really just wanting to experiment to see how he can do. He wants to beat his time and, wow. you know, uh, and he's been training with that or whatever. I didn't know. I, I think it'll just be really interesting to see what, how that goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of breakdown yeah. he has and all and how much fat he burns and all that. Right. Yeah. So my interest would be in looking at his liver labs yeah. after. Yeah. Um, and actually I forgot to mention about mine after Western States. I'll Ooh. get back to that. But okay. Yeah, I want to hear um, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but the word, the key word that you've said is adapted. Mm-hmm. So to be fat adapted our bodies are very adaptive and we right. can train ourselves to run yeah. minimal fuel and those things. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I think it's good right. for anyone. Yeah. Um, including those fat adapted athletes, but, and so my question would be metabolism. Mm. Has it played a role? Has it affected their metabolism? Yeah. Do they eat 5,000 calories a day when they're not running? Right. You know, yeah. right. Probably not because they probably can't. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so that would be my question. Yeah. And, you know, there's that vicious cycle that happens in ultra runners where they eat less and less and still gain weight because they've damaged their yeah. metabolism. Yeah. So yeah. Much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I've been there and yeah, yeah. you got to, you got to fuel some kind of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think, um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. And I think what a lot of people don't realize, don't realize is that like even Jeff Browning, I interviewed him on the podcast before. And what they end up doing is they're, they're dual fueling, you know, they're not like during a race they're they're giving themselves carbohydrates to keep that going. Mm-hmm. They're also, you know, they're burning their fat stores. So they're not, um, yeah, they're not, just, you know, just doing fat. So they're, that's what they call right. it, you know? So, so anyway, it's just, it's just interesting, you know, and I'm, I'm excited that, cause when I interviewed Mike, I was like, did they do labs or anything? He's like, no, but this time they're doing full, all the things. I hope they just like put it out there for everybody to see. Yeah. Um, Cause that would be really interesting. It is fascinating. I feel like there's actually a lot about that, that we don't know yet. And yeah. I would love to know more. And, you know, people would have to actually be willing to be that yeah. uh, strict yeah. if they wanted to do that as well. But yeah. it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Especially to see yeah. the heart rate data on the side of all the, you know, anyway, mm-hmm. so it'll be, it'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're very oxidative. Um, so when I mentioned my labs after Western States, yeah. um, my, the damage was severe. I bet. So I had labs drawn on Monday and I had my ALT and my AST. And those are liver labs. And one represents um, breakdown or byproduct of the breakdown of muscle being processed by the liver. The other one represents actual damage to the liver itself. Yeah. So the one that represents the breakdown of muscle and the byproduct 
should be 74. Mine was 1474. Wow. Yes. And yeah, the other one should be 53. Mine was five. I want to say 585. Wow. Can you, can you, how well, (laughs) what did you just say? You have to start taking some things to help your liver to recover from that. Or how do you, the biggest thing is fluid and nutrition. Okay. Um, because Tylenol is processed by the liver. I didn't do Tylenol because I was afraid of what it had done to my kidneys. I didn't do ibuprofen. Okay. So I was in tremendous pain and no painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when I'm talking to a gastroenterologist, I worked in the gastroenterology clinic at the time. Okay. And so they had actually felt like it would be fine for me to take painkillers provided I took in enough fluids. Yeah. My sodium, and this was two days after the race, was 133. Minimum should be 135. So I have no idea what it was huh. yeah. when I actually finished. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous low. I mean, yeah. low sodium kills people. Yeah, and yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. My, um, albumin, which just represents overall generalized inflammation in the body was also very low. Hmm. And I had labs drawn again a week later and <clears throat> the ALT has a, a longer half-life. So it only cut in half. It was like two, two thirty something. And then the AST, the one that had been 1474 was down to like 300. Oh, wow. So my fluids and nutrition and the care that I was taking of myself was actually my saving grace there. Yeah. I I think in, I think in general, uh, and post-race, it's important to get those nutrients in, do some smoothies, do some, you know, you know, take care of yourself afterwards. (laughs) So your body has the things it needs to recover. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, I mean, you're, that's an extreme, yours is an extreme example, but it's true for, for every race, for all of us, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, there's no other explanation that, I mean, other than that I was in rhabdo. Yeah. You know, they didn't check my myoglobin because it was just a standard set of labs at the hospital and our employee health. And so I didn't ask for that, but when I had finished the race and I was at the hotel, uh, I was peeing Coke. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's scary. Yeah. Very scary. And as an ultra runner, we all know that that damage can be long-term. Yeah. And if you don't take care of it, it can be irreversible as well. Yeah. So <laughs> I was scared for quite a while. <laughs> well, you know, I'm thankful, thankful that you're, you know, you, you, you did what was right after that and brought yourself, you know, we're able to bring yourself back and, and now you're, you know, you're out there, you're, you're smoking it, you're being competitive again, you're having a good time <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's good. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yes. So I have to ask this and, and I'm keeping you way longer than, than what I, what, what I, I don't want you to, oh, yeah. <laughs> are you good? Just cause I have yeah, just a couple last questions. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, time flies. Um, yes. but so what's next? So I don't see anything on your ultra sign up next. So, so yes. what, what are you doing, Mindy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have Bandera. Okay. K in right. January. Nice. Okay. So I ran that in 2017 and of course they use run sign up. So it's not yeah. on my ultra sign up. Okay. Um, and I ran a 1236 that year. Okay. And I was ninth female. Um, my only goal, it was very cold that year. And so I felt like I had a good race. Yeah. I just want to beat my time. Okay. I don't care if it's 1235. <laughs> yeah. 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 But 
if all things, I mean, that's my, my main goal, but if all things were to go well and it was a perfect day, I'd love to PR the hundred K. Yeah. Nice. But I'm not going to hold myself to that right. until I'm out there and I see how I'm feeling and how it's going for the day. So interesting thing, not to side tangent here, but so the left side of my face is actually all metal. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> I got it look metal. In the face. <laughs> okay. Well, you can see screws there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I got kicked in the face by a horse when I was nine years old. And so my eye socket is and my cheekbone all titanium. Oh wow. Okay. So it's so unfair that I love running in the cold. I lose vision in my left eye because it freezes. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> So it goes entirely. Well, when I was at Bandera that year, I lost vision in my left eye by about mile 40 because during the day, the sun was shining. Yeah. And as it got colder, it went. And then there was um, this moon dust in the air Okay. and it scratched my cornea on my <sighs> right eye. And I ended up not being able to see out of either eye for the last seven miles. Oh my goodness. And I latched onto this kid. He was um, a resident doing his residency somewhere in Oklahoma and yeah. just randomly running this race. And I don't even remember his name, but I latched onto him and we kind of leapfrogged each other all day. And I said, I am not asking you to sacrifice your own race, but I'm going to tell you I can't see right now. And this is why. Yeah. If I can hang on behind you, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. And so we ended up sticking together for those last seven miles and it's hill country and you're coming down off a big hill and it's very rocky and big rocks, little rocks, anything to trip on, fall on. Yeah. And he was like my seeing eye runner. <laughs> wow. And we get down off that hill and we're running towards this giant time clock. And I said, what does the time clock say? And this poor kid, he looks at me, he says, you can't see that. And I said, <laughs> Oh, no, and he I says, oh my God, you could have died. <laughs> and I said, but what was I going to do? Stay on top of the hill? I mean, yeah, just yeah. sit there. Yeah. And, and he's like, oh my God, I would have felt so bad if you had died. I can't believe you couldn't see, you can't see the time clock at all. And I said, I can see that there's red. Yeah. I can tell that there's red. The big blurry red thing. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. The poor kid. I mean, That's... bless his heart. But, you know, without him, yeah. I don't, I don't know what, I mean, yeah. I could only see blurry anything. Yeah. So, and I was having to hold my right eye shut because oh. it was scratched so bad. Um, so provided nothing like that happens, yeah, I no think kidding. my chances are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need to like wear like a ski mask or something like, or it's okay. You know, it's, right. Like yes. for real, man, when it gets cold, you might have to do something, you know, that's, mm -hmm. that, that has to be the weirdest feeling. I have learned that I can wear clear lens glasses. Mm -hmm. As if it keeps the wind from hitting my eyeball, I keep vision longer. Okay. But it okay. doesn't completely stop it. Right. And I don't, it doesn't necessarily bother me that it goes in one eye. It kind of, it's a little trippy as I start yeah. to lose it because it gets blurry. You, yeah. But, you know, I'm used to it. Okay. Um, but after Bandera, uh, I'm putting back in for Superior again. Okay. And, you know, the last four times that I did it, well, minus the first time, the next three times I wanted a sub 30 and I finally got a sub 30 and yeah. I've always taken crew and pacers. And this time I want to go solo. Yeah. 
I want no crew, no pacers. There's something about doing races solo. Mm -hmm. I've done a few hundreds that way. Actually, Rocky Raccoon in uh, in 2015, I didn't take anyone. Yeah. And I don't know. It's very rewarding. It is. And yeah. And so I want to go back and do it that way. And no pressure on myself. I'll still race, but I'm not going to set necessarily a time goal. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I'll choose some races in between now and then just for kind of the training long yeah. runs. You know? yeah. So nice. And then yeah. of course you've, you know, got to put in for States yep. <laughs> for future mm-hmm. and you should really try to get, you know, you should try to go do a race at Tahoe on the trails. Go. Re- I want to. Yeah. Yes. And actually, so, um, my very good friend, Jody Seminole, um, most people know who she is. Yeah, yeah. She went with me to a race this last summer when I, I it was a 50 miler and I won. And as I'm trying to leave, I'm like, Jody, you know, come on, Jody. We start walking and somebody else is like, oh, you're Jody Seminole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I haven't slept in two days. I ran through a thunderstorm. The race had started at midnight. Yeah. Trees were falling and I'm still running. I just want to go home and all these people are just fangirling over Not being friendly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was great. But you know, she is into the two hundreds. Yeah. And she did uh across the years, she won that. She did Moab, she took second, and she did Cocodona. Um yeah. she did very well there. So at some point I'll break into that two hundred distance. So, yeah, yeah, I think you have the mentality for it. I think you'd, it'd be something yeah. you would enjoy the, the, the new challenge, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The atmosphere is amazing. Yes. I paced a friend at yeah. Cocodona this last May. Yeah. And yeah, there's just, it's different. It's so different than a hundred. It's not running two hundreds. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's running totally. 200 miles. Yeah. 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 It's totally, totally different. No, but yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I think you'd, I think you'd, uh, you'd like that. Um, I'm excited for you to, uh, you know, who knows how long it'll take you to get back into Western States, but, um, I would yeah. love, love to, to watch you get redemption out there. I think it'd be pretty amazing. And thank and, you. Uh, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, just, you've learned a lot and you, it'll be, it'll be awesome. You know, we'll, we'll mm-hmm. follow along when you get, when you get in, whenever that is. <laughs> yes. I will keep putting my name in. Hopefully I'm not one of those 128 ticket people. Yeah, but <laughs> I know that's crazy. And some of them didn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, so last, last few questions and then I, then I've got, I'm going to let you go, but, um, so what trail shoes are you wearing now? Speed goat threes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, they don't, they're, they're done. And my closet is chocked full of them. Yeah. I get it. I'm pointing to my shoes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There is a good chance that I bought 10 of them at once. Well, six and then four. Yeah. Because I, yeah. So I think I have four left. Um, nice. Nice. Yeah. So that's my primary for trails. Okay. okay. What, uh, what GPS watch are you wearing? Coros. Okay. Coros, yep. uh, Apex pro. Yes. Gotcha. Yep. I love it. It's wonderful. Yes. Battery's great. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you, evidently you're not wor- just doing handhelds now. So what pack are you wearing? So I use the Solomon eight set for the, I think it's the, no, maybe it's the 12. Cause I used it at Cocodona for pacing, um, for those longer ultras. Yeah. 
And then I have the Solomon Exoskin 5 set. It just has the water up front. You can put a one liter bladder in the back, but okay. you know, if I'm doing a short, shorter ultra or I have more frequent aid stations in between, or I just don't feel like carrying as much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those are my, I have a couple of Nathans, but they're really my backups when I, if I'm really racing and I don't want to have to wait for bottles to refill, yeah. I'll have them at aid stations, just throw them on and go until I get back to it. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, Mindy, thanks so much for, for, for joining me and visiting and sharing, showing me your story. I want to encourage everybody to go check out our ultra sign up and on the, uh, on the notes page, I'll have, uh, your social media so people can, you know, watch awesome. your journey as it continues. And, uh, I am sure I'm going to see you at one of, uh, Jeremy's races. We'll be back yep. at flat rock at some point. And, uh, cause we were at uh, flat rock at the same time. I just did the 50 mm-hmm. day and you were out there doing the double out and back for the hundred. The one one. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, but I'll be back at that one at some point. I'd love that. That was a fun Good. trail and I'm um, signed Very. up for a few of his for training in the upcoming little bit. So yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Keep it up. And, uh, yeah, we'll be watching. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure.